0: Hello, listeners, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of World Forge. World Forge is a podcast by creators and for creators, where we use random prompts to invent just about anything you can imagine. Together, we'll make heroes and villains, ancient monsters and magical cities. And our hope is that we inspire all the other creators and storytellers out there listening to do the same. So, without any further ado, I'm Sam.
1: And I'm Piper.
0: And welcome to World Forge. Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of World Forge.
1: Hello. Hi. Welcome back again. It's almost Christmas time. It, it is.
0: We are inching closer every day to <laughs> <laughs> to Christmas and we are continuing our theme of fun holiday styled episodes for you today with mm-hmm. an episode about actually a bunch of i like kind of traditional christmas characters and tropes which i think will be fun. Yeah. Uh I- instead of totally creating a bunch of characters on our own we're actually going to be leaning on some kind of hallmarks of you know, Christmas lore, and we're going to be trying to justify Mm -hmm. some of these characters as different D&D classes. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: we are going to be using classic holiday icons, uh, things that you would (laughs) see on any kind of wrapping paper or... I don't know, cre- blow up yeah. device in someone's yard. Uh, <laughs> these are the characters that we are going to be throwing into a and d fantasy setting and assigning them all roles within the party so they can go and fight crime or cause crime. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Maybe it's, they're all
1: bad guys. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. evil holiday campaign. <laughs> Maybe it is. I, I, mean,
0: I think that is kind of the exciting thing here is there are, you know, all these characters are really well known. It's not, we don't need to explain who any of these characters are. Right. And we get to just kind of run wild and say, well, hey, are they... Are they having a good day or a bad day today, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm excited to dive into this one. We we aren't really going to lean on any kind of outside inspiration this episode. I think we're just going to let these prompts kind of stand on their own merit. Again, mm-hmm. they all sort of speak for themselves. And uh, we are going to do another kind of shorter episode this week because – the Holidays are crazy, my man. Yeah, uh, we got things we want <laughs> to <there's>, do. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and just jump right in here, Piper. Why don't you give us the first prompt and then I will randomly assign a class to it and we can talk about what that character will be with that class.
1: Perfect. Well, we're going to start with one of the most famous icons of the holiday season, and that is Saint Nicholas himself, Santa Claus. Of course. uh, Nick St. North. (laughs) Whoever you want to draw your inspiration
0: from. Exactly. And we've talked about Santa a couple of times on the podcast before, uh, and on other podcasts that we've guested on. We talked about Santa being an artificer monk on uh, Monsters in Multiclass, which is really fun. But today we're going to be talking about what would Santa be like as a warlock? awesome yeah
1: okay cool and so uh just to make sure that i'm um, up to date with the <laughs> definition of this in D, the warlock is like a wizard except that they get all of their powers from like an evil god or a master it doesn't right? have
0: to be an evil god it, it just could be a good be, guy yeah right. it can be yeah. any kind of patron a powerful patron that grants you your powers because of some kind of a pact that you make with them so sometimes that is a demon or uh, an evil eldritch god or something but sometimes it's I, actually i think it was jared from monsters multicloud we were talking about recently that said uh, for paladins, he likes to just say, your powers don't come from a god. They come from your own conviction and your own sort of motivation and energy. And I think that's an interesting thing with a warlock as well. A warlock that, you know, they can draw their power from some other force that they are committed to it maybe doesn't even have to be a sentient force right Mm -hmm. maybe this is a santa that draws maybe his pact is with all of the children of the world and he draws his power from this pact that he has made with the children to bring them gifts every year and they enable him to do so through their belief in him
1: well i was going to say i feel like that already kind of leads into a pretty obvious thing that's been kind of explored in a lot of different like santa uh holiday like movies and stories. The idea of, you know, if, if kids aren't getting their presents in time, then they'd stop believing in Santa and then he doesn't have his magic yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, the um, Elf does that classically. You know, the the, the sleigh doesn't work and because the, the cheer meter or whatever is too empty. He's low on cheer fuel. Or,
1: exactly. And all that good stuff. We, I think I've, we've mentioned this a couple of times on the show. Uh, but one of our favorite podcasts is the World Forge podcast. No. The World <laughs> For-
0: that is one of our favorite podcasts, the World <laughs> Forge podcast. Oh yeah. my God, I need something, to wake up. <laughs> something we have in common with you Whoa. listeners we what? have the same favorite sorry podcast.
1: uh weekly planet is what I was trying to <laughs> yeah. say uh W's you know they, they they get me all screwy but no uh the, the weekly planet podcast they have a, a thing on YouTube a collection of videos that they do they called um caravan of garbage and they've recently done a uh th-
0: they're like critiques and kind of analyses like short uh what, what would you call them like uh, I wouldn't even tracks, call them. Kind of, yeah more yeah. riff tracks not critique yeah. and
1: analysis more just like them like ripping and talking things. about different movies
0: and shows and things like that yeah yeah
1: well no they did one um on the whole santa claus trilogy recently and they talked about it being kind of like this curse and yeah. that he had this like evil void of darkness that got, he got his magic from and that's where
0: the curse comes from yeah
1: but yeah i i think we should we should try and go it's kind of outside of those boxes yeah um so where else would a, a i mean not
0: I thought that was a pretty clever idea that I had already. So,
1: <laughs> Well, no, I think it's good. I just I think it's been done and I think we should try yeah. and make something a little new. For sure. Um, so is there do you know enough D&D lore off the top of your head that there is someone that would make sense that they would want to imbune somebody with magical properties so they can deliver gifts to children?
0: I mean, you could go with any type of maybe not necessarily gift-giving deities or anything like that, but you could go with any type of winter spirit or god or goddess or something like that. That would be cool. Um You could go with a, you know, maybe there is an ice giant or something like that that ascended to godhood that became supremely powerful and just wants to watch mortals in the mortal realm go and get into shenanigans, you know? I, I think something that's really fun about warlocks is their patrons don't have to be these perfect, benevolent beings, they can be someone who's only just barely more powerful than the warlock themselves, you know? All they have to be able to do is give you just a little bit of power. There's Mm -hmm. no rules about them being a god or a goddess or a demon or anything like that. Anyone can be a warlock patron. Potentially another warlock could be a warlock patron, right? Interesting, yeah. So I think it would be kind of fun if maybe it's a you know, the the capitalist version would be like Hallmark would grant someone the ability to go and give (laughs) gifts to all the children, right? Because then it means they have to you know it, it stimulates the market of hallmark cards
1: i like <laughs> yeah. that yeah kind of like a greedy corporate uh, yeah. deity of some kind yeah
0: like oh you know what it is it's a guild of like craftsmen oh they they said hey we've made all of these toys we need it's like the
1: elves to- themselves yeah
0: exactly yeah, oh yes the elves of course all of the elves that make all of these toys and gifts there's not a great market for them so they create this manufactured holiday this manufactured sort of reason to buy presents and give presents <laughs> and they need a mascot essentially they need one avatar out in the world to go and do their bidding and say hey we're going to encourage people to get into the holiday spirit and that's who the santa claus figure is
1: i like that what if there's something about the fact that Maybe there's something to do with where they're located. Like, you know, typically we, we picture the North Pole. Yeah. Maybe this group of elves, they have a lot of magical abilities. Um, but there's something that's kept them there. They can't leave the North Pole. Okay. Maybe one day this man comes along. And they decide, you can come and go freely from this place. You're going to be our steward. We're going to give you these magical abilities that you can go and deliver these gifts that we make.
0: I think that's an interesting limitation to it. Yeah, that this this organization is supremely powerful on their own, but they have to have someone that goes and acts out in the world for them. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I was not thinking that they necessarily had to be limited. I was thinking this was just sort of a, a issue of convenience for them, mm-hmm. you know? And I pictured it maybe if they go to the North Pole. Just so they can remain secretive. You know, Mm -hmm. they're like, you know, Scientology or something like that. They don't want people just (laughs) running into their place and messing with them all the time. So they went to somewhere remote where they make all their presents. But I do like that idea that something has bound them there. Maybe they made a pact hundreds of years ago that granted them the ability to make the best toys in all of the universe and all of time and (laughs) in order to do that they had to be bound to this location where there was like magical energy or something that they fed off of yeah Yeah.
1: I'm also getting um what's it called where the Amazons live from like Wonder Woman and such like that oh
0: Themyscira yeah I'm I'm
1: picturing it sort of that way too where it's got this kind of invisibility bubble around it and maybe he's kind of like you know maybe he's a, a pilot of some kind and he crashed in there just like Uh, Chris Pine did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: someone who accidentally stumbled upon this realm of elves. I mean, again, if we wanted to go into sort of the Norse. Foundations here. There is precedent for this, right? That there is Alfheim, the realm of the elves and Jotunheim, the realm of the giants. Yeah. You know, there, there's all of these different sort of spheres that if you stumble into one, it's kind of a, it's another world. It's a hidden space that you're not really supposed to easily get to as just a regular person Mm -hmm. without going on some kind of a crazy quest. So maybe that's the foundation of this Santa Claus's power is maybe they were just an adventurer out trying to find glory for themselves, and they stumbled into the realm of elves, and the elves said, if you want to leave, you have to make, A pact with us. You have to agree to do this.
1: Right, exactly. Like, we can't just let you leave with all of our secrets. You are now kind of bound to this job and this responsibility. Uh,
0: Just as we are. Cool. Ooh, I like it. I like that a lot. Oh, Um, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, that's neat. It's very similar to, uh, I think I've talked about this a little bit before, um, but the, so there was a movie that came out uh, back in, I don't know, maybe like 2013 or something, uh, Rise of the Guardians, and it's actually based off of a collection of children's books by William Joyce, who's a very talented children's storyteller And Illustrator. Um, And those book series, it's like the Guardians of Childhood and his telling of the origin for Santa Claus, who he calls Nick St. North, is very similar to that. He was like a Russian rogue kind of pirate (laughs) guy. He was an incredible sword fighter. Former
0: KGB officer Santa Claus. He
1: was. He was a total badass. He was like a pirate and he somehow stumbled into this like magical world and he helped these people there and they were the ones who like gave him this responsibility. In fact, maybe it was even because in that universe, the quote-unquote, man in the moon is kind of their... He like bestows magic and abilities onto people. So it might have been him. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've read those books. Mm. But it's kind of similar to that.
0: I like that. I was actually thinking that the elves in uh, Hilda that are all about... A bureaucracy And signing contracts for oh, everything cute. and having licenses for things. Yeah, I
1: like that too. I thought too. that was
0: kind of neat. Um, All right, <laughs> I, I, I think this is good. We're doing a lightning round yeah, this episode. Quickly. So we're 10 minutes in and we're on our first prompt still. So let's just pass it on down the line to the next one. I think Santa Claus is set in stone. Awesome. There you go.
1: Sweet. Santa Claus as a warlock. All right, so up next, we have one of your favorite characters of the holiday season, Sam, and that is a Krampus. God,
0: I love a Krampus slash so the much. The Krampus. The Krampus. <laughs> hey, I think I want to live in a world where you can have multiple, cramp- multiple Krampus. Krampi, Krampi. Krampi. Multiple (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: but the class that we got for the Krampus here this particular Krampus is oh this is an interesting one a cleric so a Krampus that is a benevolent spirit of healing and restoration i mean Uh,
1: clerics are they aren't always benevolent are they
0: that's fair you can be an evil cleric but in general the hallmarks of clerics are you don't like undead Mm -hmm. and you have restorative powers for things i think in kind of a traditional sense if you are you know an evil cleric maybe you are kind of Allied with the undead, you have kind of necromantic mm-hmm. uh, leanings there as well. But I actually think it's more interesting to go with kind of the the, the good happy guy. good yeah. guy. True, "Quote unquote traditional style cleric here, Piper. I kind of take the lead on the Santa one. What do you think for Krampus?
1: Yeah, so Krampus. I'm just gonna start talking about him so I can kind of uh, yeah. build this in my mind. Uh, he's too typically portrayed as kind of like a goat man, yeah, right? Love it. Who has, has old a black sack.
0: Philip of a guy.
1: Yeah, he's got like a sack that he puts children into, yeah. and he like kind of bashes <laughs> them around, right? Yeah, he puts them in a little bag and he
0: swings them around like a dead fish,
1: right? And this yeah. is like uh, a figure that's supposed to be sort of the other side of the Santa coin. That if you're bad, Krampus will. Come Come and punish you. And yeah. isn't it German in origin? Because of course Germans would want to it's, terrify their children it's that like way.
0: Northern European, I mean, I know of it as a German tale, but I don't want to definitively say that it was invented by the Germans because the Scandinavian lore yeah. and Germanic lore and like Central European Central and Eastern European lore all kind of like intermix in a way that I don't really feel comfortable saying who the the true progenitors of this myth were, but they all have a hand in it, I think.
1: So here's kind of where I'm going with this, I guess. Um, With the whole, like, putting a kid in a bag and bashing them around, (laughs) but he's supposed to be a healer. I'm kind of thinking of, like...
0: That's how he heals you. He puts you in his magic bag and... (laughs)
1: Well, that's the thing. I'm thinking about, like, if you go to get, uh, like, a, a Swedish massage and they're, like, really rough with you, like, maybe that's kind of it. That's his school of medicine is that oh, cool. he learned to how to, like, heal, but he's, got, he's like, I have to hit all of your pressure points and yeah. you have to hit them really hard. When I'm done, you're going to feel amazing, but I got to beat you up first. So
0: he, I, he's sort of a battle cleric. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I like that term, fights, battle cleric. Yeah. He, he, I, I think what they can do is they've got their big old goat hooves, you know, that they can stomp you with, right? So maybe they can choose, whenever they strike you, to have it be, like, a positive or a negative effect. I like that. that. They would heal you the same way they would harm you. They just punch and stomp everything in kind of a rampage, and they can say, this is a a good one, and you're gonna feel better afterwards. Or they can say, nah, this is a nasty one, and they inflict wounds on you.
1: I like this a whole lot, because this says, okay, this character definitely went to very extensive medical school. (laughs) Not normal, bullshit medical school. They went to extensive yeah, they were actually medical school. They were held
0: back a few years. it's <laughs> so, what it sounds like.
1: I think this this Krampus, they understand every race's anatomy like so well that they're yeah. like, I know exactly where to hit you to like relieve pain or cause it.
0: Well, and they, you know, they would have a supernatural knowledge too. They're, right. They are a mythical creature. So they would know secrets of the fae that would not be available to to regular run-of-the-mill clerics too
1: i like the idea that if okay so if i was playing this character this would be the type of character where they definitely wear glasses they kind yes. of come off as sort of a nerd until you suddenly like go into a, an anime like cutscene scene and then you're just gonna like push up his spectacles and be like a oh, couple little yeah, stabs at the hoof and then you're like paralyzed and it's, you fall down
0: it, i think it would be the whatever the goat man equivalent is of when a nerdy girl in a early 2000s rom-com takes off her glasses and lets her hair down and she's suddenly beautiful you know what i mean it's it's that moment except when he takes off his glasses and rips off his shirt he's a huge barrel chested beefy like you know carnival (laughs) strongman looking guy with a goat head and he punches you into health (laughs) he punches the cancer right out of you (laughs) well i was also so we
1: could definitely go that way i was also thinking that maybe like he's kind of like a small scrawny little goat guy interesting because i like scrappy well yeah i liked the idea that he has maybe these like acupuncture needles that are like maybe his it's also his weapon so he can like put them into you to like relieve pain from pressure points but he could also use them to just stab you
0: i like that you know and also i think talking about different types of medicine that people find to be unpleasant Mm -hmm. and torturous uh, he would make a lot of sense as a dentist, yeah, too, because yeah. people hate going to the dentist. <laughs> and if he had just a, a bunch of drills and hammers and you know tongs and things like that for poking and prodding and pulling and things like that, oh my I think goodness. that's that's a spooky thing. Uh, and if he was a dentist, he then you?
1: <laughs> not, I'm sorry, I kind of no, stepped on your hooves that's there. All right. um, <laughs> but um, then he could just be like, um, "What's our little guy?" Hermes. From Hermes, the elf. exactly. Yeah. This Krampus was down in hell, and his Krampus parents. <laughs> are like, why won't you torture kids in a sack like we all do? And he's like, I I want to pull teeth. That's what I want to do. I want to go and study medicine.
0: I want to torture them in an uncomfortable chair with a bright light shining in their face and a bunch of posters on my ceiling. He's <laughs>
1: like, this is brilliant and you yeah. guys just don't realize it yet.
0: Absolutely. Okay, I love this. All right, yeah. th- that's two down. Awesome. Good, old, good Krampus, good Santa. We're continuing on down the line here, Piper. What's next?
1: Alright, the next character in our holiday roster is a snowman or woman. A
0: snowman or woman. And the Next a snow person. Class. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a snow, snow folk. Alright, so the snow folk that we will be exploring today is a monk. Ooh, a monk. So, what is this snow person dedicated to? Maybe it's a snow person that they can withstand the heat through meditation and you know magical body energy a snow person that exists in the summer
1: i think that's an important thing to bring up yeah. uh just to we just need to answer that question in general yeah. if we have a snow person is how are they able to enter a tavern and not melt yeah and I,
0: I think that i mean that's to me the most monk-like thing ever is that sheer dedication and willpower and that's what kind of fuels their the the discipline that they have right cool that they use this internal energy inside of themselves they harness it in a way no else can and they manifest that energy out into the world and I instead like of it. using that to have flaming fists or to you know fly around or be resistant to all diseases or anything like that they use it to just continue to exist when the temperature is above freezing that's cool yeah <laughs> <Burr>. <laughs> Yeah,
1: <burr. laughs> that's literally cool i think that um, they would have
0: kind of an interesting sort of martial ability too that you know they're So if you throw a snowball Mm -hmm. as a snowman, it's basically the same as punching someone, right? Right. So their you know, martial art would also be something they could use at range because instead of having to just punch you from a melee position, they could pull a piece of snow off their body and throw it at you, and it would have the same effect as if they punched you from right in front of your face.
1: Question. Would they need to physically grab a chunk of snow from their body and throw it at you, or could they just think about it and have snow fly off of them. Now,
0: I think it would be more interesting that they would have to be able to throw the snow. I mean, maybe if they were a super high level or something, that mm-hmm. would be an ability they could start to manifest. They, they could just
1: control the snow yeah, of there, their body.
0: There would constantly be a halo of snowballs floating around them at any time <laughs> that can block projectiles and that can, you know, do a million little flurries of blows and things like that. So I think yeah. this snow
1: person, Um, I don't think we should assign them a gender. I think they should yeah. be uh, just like asexual they're just, yeah. just no person there's no yeah. being
0: They they've ascended beyond the confines of gender
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i do we picture them being like a classic like three large snowballs stacked on top of each other with like sticks for arms or do we picture them being a person that has legs and arms made of snow and they're just made entirely of snow what do we think they look
0: like? i sort of think it's cuter to have them be the traditional you know one two three snowball stack style one two three snowball that sounds like an anime one two three snowball (laughs) it's my favorite anime um i also think though this would just be kind of their starting form right Mm so As they grow in power, maybe they gain the ability to, you know, manifest other snow as – that's not a part of their body, Mm -hmm. you know, that that they can kind of control the snow around them and – through doing that, not only could they you know, they could see a puddle of water and use it to make an icicle that they could spear at you and stab you with, or they could see a big clump of snow and graft it onto their body temporarily you know, maintaining it with the the gravitational pull of their key energy or whatever, and become a big hulking monster for a short period of time.
1: I was definitely thinking that as this character gets stronger, they should be able to, just with a snap of their finger just kind of go ice mode, and they're suddenly like just made of ice, That and that way you like can't punch them or anything yeah
0: yeah yeah. i I think in 3.5 there was a monk trait that you got called like diamond body or something like that that it either made it so that you had increased armor class when you weren't wearing armor or it made it so that you were resistant to diseases or poisons or something like that but i think flavor wise the thing that makes the most sense would be yeah an ice body instead you know it, it would the crystalline ice perfectly clear ice yeah that is resistant to all, you know, damage, all physical blows, things like that. And for a moment they can convert their body into that so Mm -hmm. that they can shrug off any powerful hit.
1: Right. So when you punch them, it's like your hand's broken. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Exactly.
0: It reflects damage back on you because it's such a, A shiny beautiful icy landscape of a body
1: (laughs) i like picturing this snowman walking the same way that the narrator snowman does in the rudolph uh (laughs) stop motion that kind of little waddling through the snow i wonder how fast they can waddle like if they're like in a battle mode and you have to like run at them can they just like like kind of run at you that way well i think like a freaky person in like a t-pose just like hovering at you
0: (laughs) I i think it depends on the form that they've taken right I mean, if they are turning into a giant snow snake, then they can, snow snake. they can slither at you really quickly. Or if they are in kind of their base form, then they have to either hop or kind of glide or, you know, roll their bottom snowball uh, towards you in a, in a more leisurely way. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Maybe, maybe they're like, what's the uh, Smash Bros character where they like pull out a sled and they can just hop on it. Like they have like a little item or something like that. Oh, you're and talking so, about
0: the villager,
1: I, Animal Crossing villager not, that
0: rides on a little gyro?
1: I'm not comparing this to any specific um, uh, Smash Bros character. It just feels like something that like if this was a, if you could play as a snowman in Smash Bros you could press a certain oh, combination of buttons and they'd pull out a sled and they could slide around and go yeah. faster. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. By the way, I feel like we need to explain um, at least I want to. So Sam just referenced snow snakes and I had a friend <laughs> in college her name was Kinsey and she told me once that when she was little her brothers freaked her out by telling her that there were snow snakes that slithered underneath the snow And then they threw her into a snowbank and she freaked out. Yeah, that's a really
0: fun thing to convince your younger. If you have a younger sibling and you're next to a a heap of snow, just throw them in it right now and tell them to watch out for snow snakes. It's a really fun holiday tradition. Uh, around our household, so
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of The snow person's pretty well. The, the snow person's developed,
0: well, well developed. Yeah, I've got another class here, Piper. Do you got another? Sure another do. Christmas character for us
1: exactly. Yeah. Now, this individual happens to be a gingerbread person.
0: Awesome. And the class that we'll be assigning to this gingerbread person is sorcerer. Sorcerer. So a magical gingerbread sorcerer. person. And so the the difference between a sorcerer and other magic users yes, here. Please explain for, for yeah for anyone who who isn't super familiar with uh, with the 5th edition justification is that sorcerers tend to have a innate magical power, so unlike a wizard that can basically learn any magical ability and they gain their power through study, the idea behind a sorcerer is that magic is sort of born into them. So mm. they just have magical energy running through <gasps> their veins based on their lineage, right?
1: I know exactly how this should work for a gingerbread person. What, what do you think? I think similar to the story of the Stinky Cheese Man and <laughs> Yes, whichever of the original Which is version the story of, that.
0: of the gingerbread man the
1: gingerbread man exactly uh i think that this gingerbread person was baked with so much love by the little old lady who baked them <laughs> that when they came out of the oven they were just like there's so much love in me i'm just full of magic right oh, I like now that. so they were when they came to life when they were born they were just full of the magic
0: of i mean love. that is literally just the story of the gingerbread man so let's maybe take that to another level here how do we in how do we build upon that a little bit further like what what magical ingredients were used maybe maybe instead of it just being a normal old lady it was a witch or something like that, that which
1: should be a witch yeah
0: she wanted to make this gingerbread man to entice children to come to her cavern or something you maybe know? it was and, the
1: witch from yeah. the gingerbread house who lures hansel and gretel except <laughs> oh. she was like lonely and so she made herself like a boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> but then and he went out to go grocery shopping and then when the kids I never came back. threw her into the oven he comes home and he's like my love maybe he's on a love revenge quest
0: Oh, i love
1: to get hansel and gretel for killing his witch girlfriend
0: oh my god i love this the, the, <laughs> it's like taken starring a gingerbread man oh basically. my
1: god he pulls out his gingerbread phone and calls the kids and he's like i have a special set of skills
0: i have a special set of ingredients that i'll cram down your throat yeah i oh my gosh. think that's really really great he's got a ginger bread gun
1: yes <laughs> shoots gumdrops shoot gum <laughs> <laughs> he's sharpened a bunch of candy canes for stabbins.
0: <laughs> this is delightful i really like this this uh evil turn for what is otherwise a really innocuous
1: holiday character (laughs) oh my god i really like this i like uh, so at the end of this by the way once we've gone through our little list we're going to quick talk about okay how did these characters come together as a D &D party yeah so i love the idea we'll
0: see maybe
1: (laughs) it'd be fun a nice challenge i like the idea that so far we have so many positive characters it's like what what is the reason why they also have to work with this murderous gingerbread man (laughs) Yeah,
0: for sure for sure I like that. And what is the magical slant here? I mean, other than that, they're created through magic. What types of magical abilities do they have, do you think?
1: So I would assume that all of their magic would be like sugar or dessert related, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so if they throw, like, I'm thinking now of in Shrek 2, when they make the giant ginger. Bread man, so they can storm the castle. Yeah, okay. And at one point, they throw a fireball at him, and then his gumball is, like, a burning fire thing, and it falls to it, the it ground. It, like,
0: caramelizes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah. maybe he, like, can send fireballs, except they're made of, like, burning sugar
0: okay and if they
1: hit you like that scorches you and your skin burns off but also it like instantly hardens and you're l- stuck in place i
0: like that i like that the fireball spell has been made even more broken than it already was <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really cool All, the, all yeah all, they would probably have a lot of like ice based spells too because icing
1: icing that uh, makes sense
0: that makes a, yeah a lot of sense and yeah and like fire fire and ice because baking and icing yeah perfect sense. maybe
1: he can summon a lightning bolt to strike you but like when it hits the ground instead of like when lightning hits sand and it turns into glass it turns into like crystallized sugar
0: oh that's cool yeah it's called a fulgurite
1: yeah yeah Yeah. so maybe there's stuff like that
0: I like that a lot cool 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 so he can he can turn other baked goods into a crystal sugar statue but -hmm. if he's not fighting a baked good he just throws a flaming gumball at you
1: maybe he can like inflict a pastry curse upon you as well maybe he can
0: oh he can turn anyone into a pastry version of themselves right exactly that's what it is and then he's like
1: your dogs are getting hungry and then (laughs) 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 they eat you (laughs) oh my god
0: yeah he turns you into leftovers yeah (laughs) Uh, in, in the same way as a you know in in a traditional like rpg you have like a frog spell or something like that where you turn them into a little like a little frog or a little chicken or something like that you turn them into a a baked good
1: cool i love it
0: they're just stuck as a little scone yeah and they're like
1: help i'm a i'm a cupcake and it's like that's right bitch i like (laughs) the answer coming (laughs)
0: You get carried off and eaten by ants. I like that. <laughs>
1: That's horrifying. Awesome. Okay. This guy's monster. All right. This is
0: wonderful. So, all right. Gingerbread man down. What's the next one? Let's let's do like two more.
1: Okay, cool. Here, I think. Um. Yeah, the next one I'm, is one of my favorite icons of the holiday season. A reindeer. A
0: reindeer. That's excellent. And all right. this
1: reindeer, I think automatically we just say, even though it is a reindeer, it can speak to the rest of the party and it is intelligent. Yeah. And it's like, what up? I'm, I'm Martha. I mean,
0: <laughs> it, at the very least, it would have some kind of a empathetic connection to the Mm -hmm. rest of the party. If it can't speak the common tongue, it can be understood on a sort of emotional level yeah, like that I think makes sense yeah ooh okay and so the class that we are assigning to this reindeer is ranger ooh so a ranger the reindeer ranger the the ranger nice that's spelled r-e-i-n-g-e-r there you go so
1: this reindeer <laughs> can obviously talk to other animals
0: yes of course yes of course. and they're also like they're good at tracking they're mm-hmm. good at ooh. traversing different types of difficult terrain awesome. I mean they probably could fly that makes sense they're maybe a magical reindeer definitely yeah
1: I wonder if because I feel like whenever I picture a ranger, I always picture them with like bows and arrows. Yeah. And maybe that's just because I've seen some art of that. And so that's what I always think of.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, unless so there's like, like
1: a good definition of why I think that.
0: Rangers are typically the, the sort of default art for them, I think, often... Personifies them as kind of a hunter, right? Yeah. You know, they, they track and they hunt things. So it makes sense that they would have a bow and arrow, but there are different archetypes of ranger. You can choose which one, what fighting style you want to use, whether you want it to be dual weapon fighting or ranged fighting or, you know, something like that. There's a few different options throughout the different versions of D&D. Yeah. So I also really like the ranged attack style. Range is in the name. It seems right. silly to have a ranger and not have them be. Ar- arranged <laughs> fighting style. So I think we should stick with that. Yeah. I also like the idea of if you are a tracker here, if we want to lean into sort of the Rudolph energy, having a nose that lights up would probably oh, cool. be really helpful if you're trying to track things all the time. You have a flashlight built into your face. Oh,
1: my God. No, it's just like the device that Anton sugar has when he's looking oh, yeah. <laughs> for the case full of money. The closer he gets to his target, yeah. the faster it beeps and, yeah, and blinks. Just
0: a little, a little radar device. Absolutely. Oh, my I love God. That. I love it. That.
1: That's amazing. Um I was thinking so the reason I asked about the uh the bow and arrow situation yes. is because with Uh, a big rack of antlers, I was picturing like you could string like a tight cord across it and then maybe like use it almost like a crossbow. But I was like, so here's the thing. That would be so much harder. Does the deer magically like cause arrows to like go into it and pull back and release? Or because it's a ranger and it can talk to animals, does it have a little raccoon sitting on its back launching the arrows from its antlers? Oh
0: my God. No, I love that actually. (laughs) I really I like that a lot more. You know what it is? I think more than that, it's just a... A crossbow. I think its antlers are like a little catapult. Cool. I think it, it can shoot like siege weapons, uh, siege <laughs> like ballistics from its antlers. And it has, yeah, a little raccoon operator because they have clever little little human like hands. Yeah, they're cute they little can, hands. Yeah. That's actually really cool that this is sort of a twofer character. It, I love it. It's a weird little reindeer ranger with uh, probably not even like an awakened raccoon, just a regular raccoon right. that sits on its back and fires projectiles <laughs> at things. I yeah. love that. That's really cool. Very neat. Um, do you, what do you think is this reindeer's policy on having like human passengers, right? If you tried to jump on this reindeer's back, would they get pissed off and be like, yo, that's really rude? Or would they sort of say, no, I'm, I can carry people around. I'm comfortable doing that. I do it from time to time.
1: So to answer that question, I need to ask you a question in return. Is this reindeer the size of a normal Earth reindeer, which are actually quite small and hardly look like they could carry yeah. anybody, <laughs> or is it the size of the way that they usually portray Santa's reindeer as being rather large, yeah, rideable animals? They're like
0: elk sized. Yeah, I right. definitely like this as a larger creature. Yeah, I think there's sort of um, there, there's two angles I would approach here. Right, having it be. A large, imposing, kind of mythical type creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of my preference, I think. But I also think it might be interesting to have them be kind of small and scrappy, like, you know, like a, a tough little Boston reindeer who, you know, he, <laughs> he, he's got a real attitude and he's, he's a tiny little guy, but he, he'll, you know, he'll put, a, he's like little Mac, you know, he puts <laughs> up a good fight, even though he's not a giant. He's just, Efficient. You I love know? it.
1: <laughs> you know? I, I think we should go with let's kind of maybe uh, split the difference. I think we should say that the reindeer character himself is like kind of big and brawny. Yeah. Because we already have a rather small, nerdish or bookish uh, Hooven character. That's true. But so, what if his, his little <laughs> raccoon guy, though, his buddy, that could be like the scrappy little yeah. guy from Brooklyn?
0: <laughs> well, that just makes him rocket, I guess. But yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know, raccoons are scrappy guys.
0: I, I like that. I like the idea of a sassy raccoon that w- we are the first people to ever invent
1: yeah get out of here uh, marvel yeah shut up
0: yes. and uh, he rides on a little reindeer and he a big you know, reindeer fires yeah 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 well i mean that in like an endearing way oh that's know. nice yeah. uh yes yeah, so a big ass reindeer <laughs> that he uses his antlers as like a yeah like a siege weapon a ballista or a trebuchet or a catapult or a crossbow or what have you
1: Very. i, cool. I think that's cool i like it a lot
0: uh, I also think, you know, you could talk, you talked about tying strings between the antlers. You know, mm. you get like a piano wire, like a garret, and you oh strangle God. somebody. Holy tie shit. a bunch of strings between all the tines, and then you can strangle a thousand people at once. You oh. just charge into a crowd of people and slice them into little spaghettis.
1: I was just gonna say uh. that. Yeah. It's like, che- it's a cheese grater. Yeah, exactly. They just come out like strings. Exactly.
0: I love it. All right. Turn oh the enemies gosh. into string cheese as a reindeer. This, this is great. Uh, let's Got so move-
1: many murder guys Wait. on this holiday group. Oh, I love it's, it.
0: it. It's wonderful. It touches my heart. <laughs> Piper, let's move on. To our last one here, you can choose from our remaining list.
1: Oh, I can choose uh,
0: which one do you think will be a good a good finale to round out this hmm. lightning round of characters, this colorful coterie of Christmas characters, as we <laughs> could call it.
1: Yes. So the next one on the list, I'm actually inclined to skip because we've already talked about Santa's elves because okay. we had an elf on this list here. Why I think even, we should. Why
0: even mention it? Why, I know. Why tease our listeners with that? We're, right now we're going to get tweets about it. They're going to be like, why didn't you talk about an elf? It's like,
1: all I wanted was an elf. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say an angel.
0: An angel. Okay. Yes. So this is amazing. Be not afraid. This is amazing, Piper, because the class that we got is barbarian.
1: Amazing. So, oh my God. I love that. Wow. <laughs> a,
0: a barbarous angel here. What? I mean, this would be the, yeah, the, instead of be not afraid it would be be afraid
1: be afraid <laughs> yeah. be very afraid. Uh, an angel
0: with a thousand buff meaty arms wielding a flaming sword in each one uh, that sounds awesome
1: they're definitely holding yeah a flaming sword in one hand a flaming battle axe in the other yeah. um they should have like at least four wings and they're like enormous oh yeah for yeah sure. definitely eyeballs on the wings all the
0: all the eyeballs covered in muscle mm-hmm. muscly eyeballs <laughs> <I> th- <laughs> veiny muscly eyeballs this
1: angel I think it should be a lady she should look like a UFC fighter for sure yeah
0: she should look like um uh, Cara Dune from Mandalorian uh, yeah just like big, like looks like she would tear a you tank. in half. Just a tank of a woman. So cool. I love her so much. Awesome. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Okay,
1: so question is, is this angel, because we kind of talked about this when we were talking about angels in a recent episode, is she sent from heaven to like go and do something? Or is she just gone rogue? Because like a barbarian angel doesn't seem quite like it would be in it your normal. would be your
0: first choice as God of, to send Yeah. As an emissary. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe. I think this should be a, an angel that just doesn't have any angelic duties and they're bored. So they're like, let's just go cause some trouble on, on earth here. That's what my inclination is and what I think seems fun.
1: You know what? Maybe she's kind of like a misfit in going along with this whole like. Yeah island of misfits toy situation yes. maybe she's sort of an, a misfit from the normal uh choir of angels and it's kind of like a how do you solve the problem like maria <laughs> and they're like i know we send her to earth so she leaves us alone
0: i like that <laughs> And so
1: maybe the other angels they gave her this phony quest they're like hey um lucy you you got an assignment at long last and she's like flexing <laughs> she's like finally Great. i've been waiting forever for an assignment is the
0: assignment to go and fight the strongest to go and fight every mortal that exists go and fight <laughs> every person that lives outside of heaven and once you've bested them all in single combat you can come back so they just roam around wild hunt style kicking down your door at night and fighting you you'll like be asleep in your bed and suddenly an angel is just punching you with its thousand arms
1: dude i really like this idea yeah they're like we need something that's going to take her a long time so she just leaves us alone yeah. and they send her down there on this phony baloney quest and somehow yeah she gets involved with our party that we've created I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah i love this, this too this
0: uh <laughs> This angel is just like a serial assaulter. <laughs>
1: like it just beats up
0: everyone. How do you solve a problem like this angel?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I, love it.
0: I, I think that's cool though, and I I do like the idea of a you know a character that is completely out of its element that has no idea how the real world works. They're used to angel law, right? Right. And they come down and they're like, I'm not really like anything else that exists in this area. I've got a thousand arms. They're all covered in eyeballs. There's wings. I'm like a chair or something. Like, I'm a, just a strange being um, and I want to beat up everyone. And I don't understand why everyone's so upset about this.
1: What's going on here? You know what I think it would be really cute? This actually is a beautiful kind of uh, yin-yang situation. I, she should meet our Krampus cleric and maybe oh he God. helps her calm her rage. Like, he He's kind of the demonic-looking one, and she's the angelic-looking one, but he's the one who's being like, all right, we're going to try those breathing exercises, remember? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For
0: sure. (laughs) The the love story of the century, right? I also actually I kind of like the idea of, you know, heaven and hell being not opposing factions, but kind of like business rivals. Oh, yeah, totally. Maybe they both have – it's like they're two competing, like – pharmaceutical companies, right? Like they, (laughs) neither of them really have the consumer's best interest at heart. They both are kind of like, we just want to be the most successful and richest company, right? They, they have similar goals, but different methods of accomplishing those goals. And so they kind of respect each other, but it's sort of a, uh, you, you know, you're getting in my way all the time, but I kind of love you, you know, like that kind of relationship is what I picture. I
1: like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I was actually just thinking, um, let me throw this out there for you. If Feel free to say no or build yeah. upon it, but maybe a good kind of like. Kickstarter uh scenario Of like why this group Would get together I, I, We created our gingerbread man Right But yeah. maybe he's the Antagonist of the story Maybe okay. he's on a Killing spree Seeking revenge For the the children, the children Who murdered uh, <laughs> Who murdered the witch <laughs> Who murdered yeah. his witch girlfriend and So he's literally out there Like <laughs> slaying kids And so we need To bring in Santa Claus Because he's the one oh. Who's perfect for like Bringing yes. joy to children And protecting children yes. And then all these other people Come together And of course I think Krampus Cleric and Angel Barbarian have already like come together and are working together as a team for sure and she's like let me at this guy and they need they need rudolph to To track track him down
0: yes Ah! this is perfect okay i was gonna say we should maybe just go through a couple like potential scenarios i really like this one so so one we've got our evil our evil gingerbread sorcerer who's roaming around in the woods uh just blasting molten hot gumball fire at Kids like left and right. Nobody can stop it. Turning them right? into
1: pastries. Yeah, letting them a- get eaten by animals. Exactly,
0: <laughs> melting all their faces and turning them into a little scone. I don't care if you're the one that killed my witch. You're allied. All kids are friends. All kids you know? are evil. All kids all are you
1: worst. want to eat me. For sure. I'm made of candy and sweets.
0: I love that. Yeah. So the only thing, obviously, that can stop a magical gingerbread man is the team up between an angel and a demon. Led by an elf with a a raccoon (laughs) on its back and Santa Claus.
1: And a snowman. I think that's
0: wonderful. What I was kind of thinking is, you know, maybe the, the quest is based around the fact that what if... Our barbarian angel and our cleric Krampus, they get into a fight. And because they're both so powerful and otherworldly, it causes this great sort of rift in the universe. And this fight has to be stopped by be everybody else huge. that comes together. Yeah. So yeah. you know, maybe it's trying to heal this rift between them. And, you know, th- th- that would be a kind of a fun thing to say. Do they end up becoming you know lovers and they ascend to godhood and they become you know <laughs> a twin god spirit or something that lives you in the love sky. taking
1: things up to godhood you're often elevating things to i enormous yes. stature <laughs> i love the,
0: well i love the idea of like uh of regular adventure ascending to godhood i think that's really interesting because i think any world you do that in instantly gains this huge benefit of You know, all of, all of the adventures you've had in it as this character become a part of the world that everyone will have to know about now, you know? So you can, you can play a D&D party, have all your characters become gods or have one of your characters become a god and then say, let's jump ahead 500 years now and have a new party and they all know about the things your other party did. That is pretty cool. I always think that's really interesting to have the deeds of your characters become an ingrained part of the world that you're adventuring in and
1: somewhere along the line there's a scribe and they're like well according to the old testament of uh session notes um (laughs) which has now become the bible
0: yes of course according to this moleskin notebook that i found in some nerd's bedroom (laughs) (laughs) oh my
1: god um i like these two ideas they can kind of be different levels like if you want to play this for example and you're at a lower level you could do the gingerbread man hunt yeah or if you are at a higher level you can say okay we have to stop two warring
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I mean, I always really like when we have these scenarios at the end, we kind of bring it all together and we have sort of a low, middle and high end option. For people, I think that's cool.
1: I have to throw in—I just thought of something, by the way. Because there's so many amazing, creepy things we can do with this gingerbread bad guy. Yeah, yeah. you would definitely—if you're in the woods alone—you would hear his voice, and he would be like, "Run, run, run, as fast as you can! (laughs) You can't escape me. I'm the
0: gingerbread man." Absolutely, (laughs) would be so fucking
1: terrifying. The the
0: sound of like crackling gingerbread. (laughs) If
1: you smell that beautiful, sweet nutmeg scent on the air, be afraid.
0: Ooh, allspice is an omen of, of. of ill tidings to oh come. my gosh yeah. I love it <laughs> that's really really cool
1: if we wanted to... Should I make this... Can I give us a, a little bit of a, yeah. a dark description real Go quick?
0: Please do. It wouldn't be an episode of World Without Force me making yet. it kind of
1: spooky. Yeah. I feel like when you finally see him, what if there's often like kind of a, a flock of crows around him and he's got crows on him and they're kind of like picking oh pieces God, off yes. of him. So it's like they're kind of like eating him as he's pursuing he's, he's you. He's kind of
0: zombie-like. Yeah. yeah. There, there'd always be like seagulls or crows or like something that... Yeah. They're just like <laughs> the nibbling away. crows are more ominous than bite. seagulls.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but singles are probably more realistic.
1: It's not a McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like this either way That it's This gingerbread Becomes more horrifying in it's kind of Patchwork nature You know yeah. Maybe they As they roam around The children that they're Turning into pastries They're adding onto their own Creepy. body Yeah, Ooh. Like a big pastry golem Creepy. Made of children That he's turned into snacks Yeah Which
1: would almost be A horrifying armor Because then you can't Just obliterate him Because maybe exactly. someone In the party's like We have to try and like Peel those kids <laughs> off of him And turn them back Into humans those
0: sugary children (laughs) or elves
1: or dwarves or whatever they used to be before he zapped them yeah
0: that's that's, horrifying that makes it way well and it makes the fight more of a puzzle yeah definitely the the fight becomes something that you can't win just by blasting it with spells which
1: right you You don't want to just nova everything yeah yeah you can't just unleash our barbarian angel to go and make him into crumbs yeah (laughs) you've
0: got a thousand arms each wielding a different flaming sword you could just strike it a thousand times in one round and you'd win but you know, you got to circumvent that weird power that this character horrifically has. Oh, I love yeah. this
1: horrifying thing we've created. Yeah. go I, us. I think
0: this is very good. So uh, yeah, <laughs> let's let's say we're probably not going to top that this episode. No, so I think we've we're good. got some different options. We've got a whole mess of characters for you here uh I'm ready to put a pin in that yeah let's this, do it this has been a wonderful little Christmas uh, <laughs> adventure in creation here.
1: i uh, I would love a little homework assignment for all of our listeners yes. if you're inclined uh tweet at us and tell us which of this party that we've just created is your favorite <laughs> uh, I want to know which one stands yeah. out to you the most and you can do that by uh, reaching out to us on Twitter we are at worldforgepod or if you want to send us a really lengthy uh, description of yeah. why you think one character makes sense over another or why there would be better this way you can send us an email at uh, worldforgepod at gmail.com
0: absolutely we, we would love to hear that let us know what your favorite of these creations is and if you're planning on doing any kind of a fun holiday adventure for your D party uh we would love to hear about that too actually we have one more holiday episode here coming up next week so we are going to be talking a little bit more about holiday stuff if you send us something really really fun maybe we'll share it on air we would love to get your feedback on how you celebrate the holidays D&D style. And uh, yeah, we we certainly welcome that all year round, but especially right now, that's really, really fun. Yes, so please. That's uh, a delight to hear that. So uh, <laughs> let's go ahead then and just... Take a hop over into the next segment of the show here, the rec room. Hooray. Uh, and what I've got actually is a completely, uh, different topic entirely. (laughs) Not holiday themed whatsoever. Just a cool resource that I found recently. It's actually this, uh, it's a little, uh, itch.io, um, uh, like tool that you can use to generate random villages it's uh watabo.itch.io and basically
1: watabo <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh
0: it's definitely a a handy little tool what it does is it just creates a little village and an image of that village with all the roads and buildings and stuff in it on with some kind of basic topography Um, and you can just click it over and over and over again, and it makes a different village every time, and often when you're traveling, I find it to be very, very difficult to find different places for your party to go and to kind of visualize, you know, okay, what does this place look like? You have to come up with a million of these every time you play sometimes, if you're traveling long distances, so it's handy to have something like this that you can just tap your finger on your phone, and it comes up with another one for you in about two seconds, so you can just cycle through all these until you find one interesting. It gives you a population it gives you a random name it gives you the map and i i just think that's so handy um whether you're using that as random throwaway villages or something to kind of build an adventure around I, I i don't know i find this to be a really valuable tool i'm going to try and use this in my next session that i put together somehow
1: that'd be awesome
0: yeah yeah, absolutely so cool uh that's my big recommendation for you this week Woo-hoo. and i think that rounds out the episode. Like we said, it's a shorter one this time because we're exhausted.
1: And we want to go uh <laughs> eat holiday snacks and watch holiday movies. Yes,
0: exactly. So we hope that you are all having a wonderful holiday season here and that you are, you know, finding ways to safely engage with your friends and your family and that you're feeling the holiday love and the holiday spirit. And we look forward to having you back again next week for the final episode of our 2020 year, actually. Yeah. This is exciting. So long, 2020. Yeah. Get out of here. Remember when we naively last year thought 2020 was the year of the double crit? I think it was Josh from Arcane Forge came on and he was like, yeah, 2020 is going to be great. Double crits.
1: You know, it's always better to be hopeful than to <laughs> yeah. think the worst. So,
0: Absolutely. Good but for us uh, for trying. <laughs> man, what a what a trip to look back on that. Uh, let's let's go <laughs> ahead and uh, just put out all the good energy we can and hope that 2021 is everything that we thought 2020 was going to be. Yeah. Uh, and we'll we'll be talking about that in probably a few weeks. Here, we'll probably do another New Year's themed episode coming mm-hmm. up. So for so- now. That's it. Uh, it? We love you, listeners. Thank you for tuning in yet again. (laughs) Goodbye, and we'll see you again next week.
1: And uh, think twice before you shove a green skinned woman into an oven. Oh my God. It may come back to haunt you. Absolutely. Yeah. Bye. Bye.